Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Greetings, weary travellers. Or not so much, actually, because we're all stuck indoors still. But welcome to the show. What a day this is today. Today is Time to Talk Day, uh, which is organised by the Time to Change guys. And it's a place and a time where people can reach out and talk to each other and to to end the stigma of mental health. You know, we're all suffering. We've all got bits going on. We need to chat. Connection is so important. And with that in mind, this this is what this whole... Uh, this whole episode is all about the time to change is led by mind and rethink mental illness and to tell us more about this this special day is George Hoare her head of program management for time to change thanks for coming on George it's a real pleasure to, to talk to you thanks for having me great to be here and to um, to talk about a day that's obviously close to our hearts at time to change we t- I talked about this earlier with uh, with the guest that we've got on we were talking about the the connection to people is so important and mm. not necessarily it doesn't necessarily mean like you know i want to talk about uh problems that but just connecting with people is, mm. is something that we're missing at the moment yeah absolutely i think people feel um feel that that gap and that absence of their you know their friends their acquaintances um and i think we we would definitely make the point the conversations don't have to be on time to talk day about mental health they can be you know, they can be about anything. There's often, you know, there's those stepping stones to talking about some of the bigger issues. Um, and that's why the, the power of small is the theme of the day, because it's those small conversations, those small sorts of check-ins, which can which can really keep people connected um, and lead to some of those potentially bigger conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I've, I've said that before. Just having, just saying to someone, let's meet up and have a coffee or mm. let's have a chat. And you'll get the little voice in your head going, oh, I can't be asked. Oh, I can't be bothered. But when I've done it and I've met and I've, and I've gone through it, I've met that person. I feel elated just by mm. having met that other person and having a conversation. Yeah. Doing the research suggests that one in four of us will experience a mental health problem in any given year. Um, and I don't think this year is particularly one of those given years. It's a bit of a, a bit of an anomaly. And so I think we're all feeling a little bit, probably a little bit different um, to, to how we might normally feel in in a in a February. So I think it's a really important um, year for for time to talk day, just to get you know to get people talking, to get people connected, um, because there's yeah there's definitely probably not enough of that going around at the moment no we do tend to shut ourselves off and Mm. and then and then you start to think you're you're the only one that's thinking the things you're thinking and 
it's not the case at all. I, 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 from my own experience, talking to people and saying, I'm feeling this way today. And they go, actually, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm feeling that way. Which, like you've just said, strange feelings that you wouldn't normally have. Yeah. And then I think often there's another step to it as well. Those those strange feelings, maybe unfamiliar feelings, often quite negative feelings can then cause, you know, people to feel um, more isolated, you know, often even worthless or even ashamed. Um, and I think it's those sorts of um, what we would talk about self stigma. So kind of that really negative judgment about yourself for having often quite you know, quite understandable responses to a difficult situation. It's that which those conversations, how you're feeling, you know, connecting with people, it's that that can really be broken down by by these sorts of chats sometimes talk day. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. It's that, um, and it's <clears throat> what, yeah, it, what I loved about when I was looking into it, like that, you know, get, banishing the stigma because as soon as you, so you like I say, you, you think, you think you're the only one that's that's going mm. through these things, and and I think these conversations are so important that because your mental health, since you hear the words mental health, people straight away assume certain things, don't they? When really, you're like it's been said before, isn't it? It's like you you go to the gym to look after your body, so why wouldn't mm. you do things to look after the biggest muscle in your in your body? Mm. You know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. And I think one of the one of the things that you can do to to look after your own your own uh, brain in, in that sort of way is to look after others. Um, I think it's really a reciprocal thing. It's something that we you know none of us can can do on our own. So you know texting a friend, chatting to a colleague, sharing something on social media, using the hashtag time to talk. I think it's you know it's that reaching out and connecting with people. It works it works both ways. Then when when you're you know, not feeling 100%, maybe then it's those friends, those colleagues who who come back and, and chat with you. And it's hopefully a virtuous circle in that sense. Mm, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. By doing this doing this podcast, we get mm. people, I, I always say to people, look, if you're feeling a bit shit or whatever you're feeling, or you just want to share something, drop me a line. Just I just just having that, just leaving that open. It's like, and and it's, there's no time frame on it. You can, doesn't that, I, I've said it now, that you don't have to react immediately. You can just come and go as you please. You can drop me a line whenever you want. I, I I get a buzz from knowing that 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 I'm doing that, and, and not mm-hmm. in an arrogant, big-headed way. I do want to help people. There, there is absolutely, there really is. I get a buzz from doing it. So yeah, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Yeah, and I think that's that's something which time to talk day is is kind of hopefully taps into a little bit. I mean, the the day itself is obviously a bit more of an open invitation. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be today is the, the only day to have conversations or, you know, you send out a message and it's not returned today and that's the end of it. I think it's just a, a chance to kind of, you know, a, a reason to touch base with people, a reason to start those conversations. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, that's that's what we we hope is that it gives it just gives people a reason essentially to do what they'd want to do anyway, which is to have small conversations, you know, if some of them are about mental health and and some are about you know more more generic topics often, um, but it but it all builds it all builds and makes things easier to do. I think those sorts yeah. of things that we want to do anyway. Oh, absolutely. Where are we able to get involved with this? Yeah, so it's all all across all across England, all across um, the country today. So you can go to Time to Change website. Time, uh, just just Google it and find some of the other ways to get involved. Um, communities, schools, workplaces, you know, it really is a big national day. We get a, a, a really high level 
um, of engagement. I think people are really, um, really enthusiastic about it. So yeah, the the website is probably the place to to go for any resources or or to connect into any any events which are happening albeit virtually this this year brilliant i'm so you're doing such great work jules thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us well thanks very much for having me so thanks to jules for taking some time out to to fill us in and thank you to mind for hooking us up now on to the main event uh our guest this week is matt hoss matt hoss i met in edinburgh he's a, he's a, he's a fledgling comedian but doing some damn fine work very funny man but he works for Mind. He works for Mind in Darlington, and I was I was interested to get him on. I, I don't. I know people. I know you know. We've we've spoken to ambassadors of, of Mind, like Nicholas Pinnock. Wonderful episode that we had last year. If you've not listened to that, I don't know why you should. It's absolutely first class. But I haven't really spoken to someone that works for Mind that actually does that that kind of work. So it was interesting to get him on and have a chat about that, and it was fascinating hearing what what goes on what's available for people and 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 how you how you approach uh different things connected to mental health um and so yeah it was a great chat it was really nice to get him on i actually felt i felt i felt buoyed after after i spoke to him i think that happens to me every time we talk about this quite a bit actually the connection being being connected to human human beings to each other is so important and i think this last year has really shone a light on how important that that you know those connections are and so i think i, I realized that this this podcast has really really kept me going it's like it gives me something to work towards in and then coming off after having spoken to, to other people i'm like oh yeah and i didn't realize that so li- listen thank you for listening all of you and thank you to our wonderful patrons for for helping us keep the lights on you really are doing a smashing job but just listening and being there and and receiving what we what we put out you have no idea how important that is and so thank you to each and every one of you for doing that it's you it's invaluable you don't know you do not know what you've done you've done a blinding job well done everybody so um let's just get on with it shall we so coming up in a bit is matt hoss hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A podcast from producer Paul Dakota.uk. How are you, Matt? Are yeah, you right? I'm doing really good, thanks. It's um, 
Yeah, it's just uh, I've uh, it's just been I'm not sure how to answer that because I, I, I I've been really good, but it's locked down. So I just feel like I'm going through the motions at the moment. I feel like time is kind of yeah. running past me very fast at the moment. I feel like there's not enough hours in a day, which is a feeling I'm used to. But also, yeah, it, it just feels like uh, time is escaping me at the moment. Oh, same. I, do you know what? Yesterday I was sat and I'm like, I was getting on with stuff and things, and and then all of a sudden it was like six p.m. <laughs> like, how was it six yeah. p.m.? It was it was it was nine <laughs> o'clock this morning just now. I don't know. It's like you blink and suddenly your day. Yeah. I don't know. It's like how comes because you know we can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I mean, usually when you're out and about, and you know, normally I can understand it. You're, but if you're in your flat <laughs> or wherever you're yeah. living the fuck is going on with time i actually think that's that's it because if you're my my theory is that if every day is quite similar and you're seeing the same locations and that's it i think the the day does go pretty fast and it does kind of slip away because it's not i think variation is the key to kind of uh, making it uh, as long as possible if you know what i mean like i think that's the Mm, key uh, for um kind of a healthy mind but also a, a, a full timetable as well because in my Edinburgh, yes. when, when we like when you do in Edinburgh, you do like really long days. Like you get up early uh, and you're doing stuff like pretty much every hour, whether it's gigs or flyering or, mm. or whatever, or, or just even chatting to people. Like it's they're long days, and like I feel like those days, each one of those felt like a marathon. And uh, yeah, I felt, but that's because I got a lot out of them each day. If you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, absolutely. It's it's funny with Edinburgh, isn't it? I do. I've mm-hmm. missed it this year. Um, but yeah, you, it, there is a real sense of achievement as well when you get through your day and you know you've done a few shows and you've flyed and you've done this that, and the other. It's a real sense. You feel like you've achieved things, which is nice. Which I don't know how often comedians feel that way. <laughs> I never felt it beforehand <laughs> yeah. and never felt it afterwards. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Um, this banana is horrible. Sorry, I've got to take a drink of something. Hold on a minute. It's got. It was like. It had even gone past that stage of like, um, just it wasn't even that even the te- it was like quite not dusty. It's not right. Yeah, I've upset myself. I've upset myself completely. This is. An- I, re- oh, I remember yeah, talking on, to on. Michael Legg uh, on a, a very old podcast I used to do. Uh, and, oh, I love Michael. Uh, yeah, he's, he's such a uh, um, such a lovely chap, and uh, he's always a uh, he's always giving me a lot of time, his time, which is very very kind of him. But um, nice. Um, but I remember him uh, talking to me like just he had a he had like a, a breakfast once where he put a lot of time and effort making it and stuff like that, and it tasted like awful. And he was like, "That is one. That was one third <laughs> my meals today and I've ruined it you know what I mean I've absolutely ruined it <laughs> <laughs> and I think of that every time well, I'm, it's, it's funny because uh, Jade is a really good cook mm-hmm. and so when Jade says oh, I'm cooking dinner you're like you know you're going to get something epic mm-hmm. but you know it's going to take four hours <laughs> so hang on what and destroy the kitchen, like every single utensil, every pot, every yeah. pan. Like she uses it, like you know, like the 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 chef in the Muppets. It's just everything gets annihilated. <laughs> like mashed potato takes three hours. Has to go through four different things until it comes out. You're like you, you start off, you boil the spuds, and then you have to, and then you mash them in this ricer thing. So then, and then you have to push it through a sieve with a with like a, a like a credit card, and then. And then everything's smashed to fuck. <laughs> and then she's still in the middle of it. Ta-da! And you've got this incredible meal in the middle. And you're like, oh, that is spectacular. 
but the flat is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so at least yeah. it's like at least it's at least it tastes good. Well, that's the thing because like uh, I think uh, um, I've recently just moved in with my partner, and uh, beforehand I've just oh, yeah. I, I really like it because I. Beforehand, I used to be uh, quite a quite a convenience cook. Do you know what I mean? I would like kind of like oh pasta. Mm. It's like takes ten minutes to cook. Bish bash wash or st- stick some in the oven, and it's not particularly healthy. Um, but I just thought, but um, I just, just it was convenient. And I was quite busy quite a lot of the time, so I find that uh, fairly straightforward. But um, now I have a partner here, I feel like I have to try a little harder as well. And she's an amazing cook as well. So it's um, I feel Excellent. I feel like um, the best thing about a relationship it only pushes you to do to do better stuff if you know what I mean so uh, yeah it's well it's yeah it's like it, it's like for some reason if you're on your own you're like oh why should I take care of myself what's mm-hmm. the point <laughs> but then yeah like I don't mean necessarily living on your own but just you find yourself on your own for the day or whatever and you'll go oh, I was going to have a handful of bread <laughs> But for some reason, when the other person turns up, you're like, oh, I'm going to make a four-course meal and we're going to have wine and we have this. And you're like, why don't you do that for yourself anyway? Yeah. Right? I, I remember being sat and I'm like, I'm going to have a roast dinner. And I made myself a roast dinner. I mean, I, I hadn't, I'd still, because I'm used to cooking for more than one mm-hmm. person, I still made enough to feed the yeah. street. But I still made an effort and I felt good. And I think sometimes you just have to, rather than just pouring water on noodles mm-hmm. yeah. and crying into them, <laughs> I think sometimes, you know, treat yourself, make yourself something nice. You know, you want your, whatever meal it is that you love, make it for yourself. I think you're know? absolutely right. Uh, firstly, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to my point in a second, but I love the imagery of just yeah. a handful of bread. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that, that's, yeah. uh, that's actually what <laughs> I cook for my partner right now. I <laughs> Just like, there you go. That's, yeah, just a... F- <laughs> <laughs> a fist I know of you're bread. gluten-free, but enjoy. Uh, and uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, with um, yeah, but like I, I think it's all linked to self-esteem and uh, like and confidence. Because like I, I'm pretty sure you've talked about this on uh, other podcasts. But like I feel like it's the link to like you don't feel good enough about yourself. So, oh, why, why, why would I do that for myself? It, it seems extravagant. It seems arrogant to cook for yourself mm. in that way. But no, it's just a, it's an act of self-love. And, uh, and people, yeah. th- when, when I work with people, I always find it's, um, people often mistake, uh, self-care and kind of like those treats as arrogance. And it, the people who worry that they're arrogant really are not arrogant and they could afford to, no. to them to be a bit arrogant. Uh, and not that they are, but like they, they feel that they're, they're getting too close to that line, but they're not really, they need that confidence as well to kind of make themselves feel better. Yeah. There is, there's nothing wrong with feeling, looking after yourself, feeling good, Look, looking in and being able to look in the mirror and go, no, actually you're all right. Mm-hmm. You know, you're all right. Yeah. I've done a lot of that over the last few years is that, you know, trying to, I've said this before, working on past behaviors that I wasn't happy with and, and trying to, and knowing that I'm a, there's a better person within mm-hmm. me and looking for that person and then, and then recognizing it when you find that person and then being able to look in the mirror at that person and go, finally, you're here. And that's not arrogant. That's just, why not? Why shouldn't you be pleased with yourself? You know, just, you're a better person. You, you, you're doing good things. You, you're, you're a little ray of light in your little pocket of the world. You know what I mean? And you're trying to spread that light out to other people so they see their mm-hmm. own light, you know? And, 
Which sounds really no, wanky it, for this time but, of the morning. But that's but exactly what it is. Uh, people assume it's wanky, if you know what I mean. But it really isn't. It's uh, it's it's joyful, and I wish there was more of that positivity, if you know what I mean. And uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just feel that I um it took me such a long time to get to the point where I actually like who I am and enjoy my mm. my own company a lot more. And um, it's a very long road to get there. But also on top of that, it was um. It feels like I've climbed Everest, and I, I feel like I've evolved into the person who I am. And um, it, I was never happy, but I'm now proud of who I am, and I do feel happy about who I am. And it, but it, it, it was a journey. It was a big, big journey. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's a, yeah, it's not easy. And sometimes it takes. It's you know, it takes other people to turn around and go, "You're a bit <laughs> shit." <dude." laughs> and you go. What do you mean? You know, that was, the, you know, because there were certain behaviours that I was, I, I'm not mm-hmm. proud of and, and, and it, it took other people. When you start shedding loved ones, mm-hmm. when other people kind of go, yeah, yeah, you're all right, but I don't really want to be around you. You're a bit of a dick. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's a real dick will just go, ah, fuck you, it's your loss. But a person that actually gives a shit will go, well, that's a bit weird. I thought I was mm-hmm. all right. And it kind of starts from that, doesn't it? Um but you do a lot of stuff for Mind. You work for Mind. Is that what you said? Yeah. You... So I work for Darlington yes. Mind. So, um, so the way yes. it works uh, for anyone listening, it's a uh, Mind is a national charity, and there are uh, I think there's over 130 different local minds, and they help people in the vicinity. And yeah, so that's my job. My my day job, other than being a comedian, is uh, uh, working for um, working with young people to kind of get their mental health uh, up to scratch, and just helping um, people in schools just uh, feeling a lot better and kind of um, doing awareness sessions and workshops and all that stuff really excellent excellent because today is time to talk day um, which I've seen and I think yeah I think it's good that we're we are all starting to talk these conversations are starting to happen there's still a bit of resistance in certain Mm -hmm. areas like I've noticed but they are starting to happen and it's a really good thing and what got you in what 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 got you into that what was it? Was you, well, did you just go? Yeah, I want to do a bit more. Well, or? genuinely, like I was before coming on this, and I knew we we're going to be talking about my my day job stuff, and which is um, I'm absolutely happy to be frank about because uh, like it started off in a really weird place, Rich, and like because what 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 happened is that I was living at home with my mum, and I needed uh, I, was, I was trying to be a comedian. I, I, I when I started I started comedy when I was nineteen, and I moved up back up north um, to be uh, to, to kind of try pursue my dreams as a comedian. As as ridiculous as that sounds these days, but like uh, I um and honestly, uh, years went by and uh, nothing really happened. I started growing my own. I started getting more experience, but I didn't really. I couldn't really afford to do it for much longer. So I basically just started applying for jobs and I, I saw one for mind. And at this point, I had zero mental health experience uh, or training or anything like that. And there was some kind of hubris being like, yeah, I'll be pretty good for that. And what happened? Um, but to be fair, I, I felt I've always been quite an empathetic, warm and understanding person. I feel like from stand up, I work with people who have mental health issues every single day. So like I feel, absolutely. So I, and I feel like I've always been there to help support and listen and really at the heart of that job, that's what that is. It's listening and understanding with no judgment and just kind of like understanding that obviously there's a lot more training, a lot more nuance to it, but that's, that's what you need to be. It's a certain type of person. And, um, so I applied for this job and, um, 
and to cut a long story short, I didn't get it originally, but then they called me back saying, hey, we know that you're a comedian. Do you want to do this thing for us? That'd be quite handy. Uh, you can come in and uh, just start doing this for a bit. And and then I just kind of stuck around. I, I just They gave me some more training, some more official training. Yeah, I, I learned more and started working on a project called Crew, which is creating resilience and uh, emotional wellness. And uh, I started working with adults in um, kind of like, kind of impoverished parts of County Durham and which was a quite a grim job mm. um, and then after that I kind of um, I started working alongside uh, young people and yeah it's, and it's honestly uh, for what with that job as much as I love comedy and as, as much as that gives me fulfillment um, I with comedy I'm trying to find fulfillment in becoming a success and doing stuff that I love but I if the mind job allowed me to find fulfillment in a different way in a way which is helping people and i i don't get me wrong rich i've worked all the jobs you can kind of think of and uh, I've, I've i've hated most of them if you know what i mean like i uh, i used to work at mcdonald's and uh like marks and spencers and i just hated it because it was never me and never felt fulfilling and it never felt like i was doing I, you know i didn't feel good about it but with mind mm. and uh, yeah I, I just felt that i was it was like my my little home, you know. I felt like I was doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah nice. It's a nice feeling when you find your place, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And not just find your place, but also find that I was actually quite good at it. Because, like, um, to cut a long story short, I was uh, um, with the first job I did. Bear in mind, I had very little training at that point. Uh, they kind of just took me in at the deep end. They go, ah, I'll figure this out. And I was in a room with about... The first job was working with um, adults uh, in uh, Bishop Auckland, and uh, and these, to, this what's quite sad, and I, I I have to be a bit careful about how I phrase this, uh, just for, uh, just but with with the system as it is at the moment, there's not enough mental health care for people. Uh, so people who are high risk are being dealt with, and it's a massive waiting list for other people who also are pretty high risk, uh, but. Since they haven't been assessed, they get passed along to the free services, which mine does. And I think that's great because mine are able to get in touch with a lot of people. But there's a lot of people who need help. And I was dealing, and to cut on, what it means by that is that I had to work with some people who definitely needed, like, like, like they needed attention right away, and like they were dealing with severe mm. trauma, which a person I, I wasn't really that like equipped to deal with, and. Um, but I just talked to them. We we all talked together, and I landed on my feet pretty early. And uh, I uh, yeah, I, I knew what to do in that situation, and uh, we we worked on it together. You know what I mean? I uh, it was kind of a trial by fire, yeah. and it it wasn't the best. Uh, it felt a bit anxiety inducing, quite ironically. But actually, we we um, I I I got them the help they needed, and we um, I, I was able to uh, get them to the right place. And uh, what that course is all about is about building resilience over eight weeks. And um, yeah, and at the end of them, you see people really transform and change, and it's nice to see that. And um, the last time I did that course, which was in March, I am. Um, yeah, they they all gave me like thank you cards because I've changed their life. And there was, oh, was wow. one person who was so, and I'll I'll always remember her. She she was so, she was so anxious. She didn't almost come in the first week, but by the end of it, she was talking to me, and we had built like a, um, I don't want to say friendship, but we like, there was a very there was a nice bond there, and it was a, yeah. it was one of those things. I'm not sure if she'll remember me, but I'll certainly never forget her. Wow, man, that's incredible! And it was just a case of 
So what do you do? So when people come in, and like you said, you were you were figuring it out as you went along mm-hmm. as well, but in, initially. So you so you so people come in and that you they tell you what's going on and where they're at. And- so it depends because at the moment um, I work with young people and one of my jobs is I um, uh, I kind of sit in for like a whole day and I'll just listen to young people talk and uh, and we'll just have a chat with them for half an hour and just making sure they're okay. This is really good because it kind of allows people just mm. to get stuff off their chest and kind of if there's any safeguard and stuff we can deal with that as it pops up and uh, and yeah we, we just it's just there for young people to chat and i think that's really awesome so uh, but that's that's the job i do now and in the in the crew course it was a it was so it's a workshop like a weekly workshop so people would come in but there would be conversations and people would talk about their experiences and traumas which i kind of think they all just want to do i think a a lot of people just want to talk about their things and uh yeah it's like a really nice community spirit but uh, yeah it does depend on the jobs each job to their own yeah 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 sometimes i think you're right sometimes it's you don't necessarily want answers. You just want to get it off mm-hmm. your chest. It's just this. There is. There really is that. Uh, that you know, a problem shared thing. You know, is a problem halved, and it's just being able to get it out of your body and give it to someone else for a minute and go. Oh, this, you know. So Jade and I sometimes will have we'll, we'll have a, a heated discussion because and and she'll be like, I just want. She she be like, I don't want an answer. I just want to tell mm-hmm. you. And then that you know, I, but trouble is when you love each other, you kind of some, when someone says, "Oh, we, you know, I'm, this is this is annoying me. Or this is I've, this is really hurting me," and then you go, "Oh, I want to fix it. I want to fix it." And it's like, oh, I don't, and she's like, "I don't really need you to fix it. Just listen." And uh, and so yeah, we so say you're figuring it out. So it's nice that you, these people have have that mm-hmm. that there's there is somewhere there are people they can do that with. They can talk to people. I think it's so important. Yeah, so important. And uh, yeah, I think I think you're right as well. I think. Uh, I've definitely been in that position now where like you want to fix everything and like I, I, mm. I do that in my relationship a lot I'm like, oh okay here's the answer and that's not what they want do you know what I mean I just want to uh, I just want to yeah. I think it's quite a uh, not to be stereotypical but I think it's a very male response and they talk about it in Parks Recreation and they go um, oh don't say here's an answer be Oh, that sucks, and uh, that that allows that conversation to be that him why they're frustrated, and that is the the point as well. But uh, but yeah, in in terms of uh, mental health, I think uh, we we do a lot of good work, and uh, I, it's kind of I, I feel we're in a really weird situation at the moment because we're working with um I work with a lot of young people, and you can just it's it's with, with the pandemic, there's a lot of trauma that's come out of that, not necessarily like. Uh, not necessarily like big stuff, but just being part of a pandemic and uh, being ripped mm. away from your normal life, and it's uh, any any transitions really really hard, and I I very much learned that, and um, but with yeah, and I I just find that it's it's hard because like I, I want to do that, I want to be there for every single person, but it's you can just see the we have a long journey to go before that happens. Yeah, well, I think this is. Because we didn't expect it to go on for so mm-hmm. long. We kind of, like the first lockdown, we were all kind of, you know, it wasn't great, but we were like, all right, let's deal with mm-hmm. this. But now it's that this, and then, because it keeps changing as well, I think that there's a, there's a you, that fucks you up a little bit because you, you, you think, oh, okay, all right, all right, well, they're going to, we've got a lockdown until whenever, fine, that's a couple of weeks. All right, well, let's just, let's just see, see what we can do. And then they go, oh, we've got to extend it. And you're like, oh my God. And then you don't know where it's going to be extended again. You don't, it's the not knowing that is, mm-hmm. I think, that is really fucking people up, as well as losing 
everything. You know, you like you as you know, we've you know we've lost our careers for the mm -hmm. minute, and other people have lost businesses that they've been doing for like thirty years. Like pubs are shutting mm -hmm. down, and and all this, and then add to that, we're all being we're all separated up. Like you know, we like you love each other, of course. You. If you're living with someone, you love each other, of course. You do, but you don't, being trapped together all day is going to cause friction now mm -hmm. and again. You know, and and then you start. I think. Because human beings are sociable creatures, which is why we are where we are on the on the chain, on the food chain, because we are sociable mm -hmm. creatures. We work together. That's what we need to do. And now we're all separated off. And I think that's causing major problems for us that, you know, it's kind of lifting the lid. Or if we're left alone for too long, our inner voices start to kind of, you know, change a little bit and start to fuck with us a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, mm -hmm. this is, I've spoken to many people who have said they're hanging on, they feel like they're hanging on by their fingertips. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I totally get that. And, um, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there because I feel, um, yeah, uh, one of the things I, I say is, that, um, uh, yeah, because we are such a tribalistic species, we need each other. And even before pandemic, we were, uh, we were kind of, we would wake up in our apartment by ourselves, go to work by ourselves and kind of like do our job by ourselves with very little communication and then go home. And, uh, and that separation from other human life is... Um, pretty pretty diabolical really it really wreaks havoc and uh and i always thought of myself quite an independent person and i i to be honest as much as i love uh talking to people um i do need my own downtime as well so i do if i'm gonna chill out i'll be by myself um and uh, i think mm. that's because we stand up literally the, the job is talking to people all day so my way of relaxing is just being quite quiet if you know what i mean and that's how i recharge but um mm. Yeah, I. But I. Yeah, people. People forget that you really need other people to, to have that happiness and that fulfillment. You need to connect with other people, and and without that, you. It's going to be a hard life, you know, because like you need that. Mm. Need that exchange with other people. Otherwise, it's a. It's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be very hard to kind of uh, grow as a person, and you'd be kind of stagnant. And other people, you know what, I. I kind of have this internal debate that I've been having for the last like two, three years, and um, it was going to be my twenty twenty show, but I, 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 I think people, it's it's kind of hard because like some people are really are the best people in the world, but some people are the worst people in the world, and it's kind of hard to when you say, oh, you need people. But other people, uh, there's some people who are just absolute rotters, if you know what I mean. So it's, uh, uh -huh. yeah, it's, I find it's like, are people good or are people bad? And I don't think there's an answer to that, but I think that um, you just have to find the right people you want to hang out with. Yeah, I think there's good and bad mm -hmm. in all of us. We can all, because fundamentally we're animals, which has been said many times on this podcast. <laughs> so you're, you're battling yeah. that, aren't you? You're like... The reason we don't fit into this societal framework is because we are animals. Mm. Really, you're dealing with that shit going on in the in your brain, in your monkey brain, or whatever it is, and or your lizard brain, or whatever else is going on. There's so many bits, and yeah, there's good and bad in all of us. And I think going back to what you were saying about um, about having time on your own, I think the beauty of before was that it we had options. Yes, so you. The fact you could spend time on your own and you go, this is lovely because you knew at the back of your mind that you had people to go mm -hmm. back to. You had options. Whereas now that you haven't got that option, you're either, you're either, you're on your own. Do you know what I mean? Or you're, you're with whoever you're living with and there's nothing, yeah. there's no other choice. And I think that's where a lot of these problems are, you know, are coming yeah. from. It's all very well being, having a bit having some me time and chilling out and, 
thinking about stuff, you know, getting lost in your own in your own little world. But when you're in that world all the time, mm-hmm. it starts to get a little bit fucked Absolutely. up, doesn't it? And, and uh, yeah, and I think that's the problem. And now. yeah, how are you coping at the moment, Rich? Are you doing okay? Up and down, mm-hmm. to be honest. Up and down. I'll be honest. Yeah, I have. I had uh, a little while ago, recently. I think just sort of Christmassy time. I was really struggling with it. Just before Christmas, you know, confidence levels were through the floor. Oh, and mate. I'm sorry. I was feeling, I was just, yeah, but you know what I mean? You just kind of, it was a real, I was like, what's the point in anything? There was a real, not nihilism, not nihilism, but it was kind of like, yeah, you're like, what's the point in doing anything? There's no, what's the fucking mm-hmm. point? And then, but it was only through talking to people. And actually, when someone says, are you all right? How are you feeling? And you turn around and go, no, I'm not actually. Mm-hmm. I'm really struggling. And then they, and then people will go, yeah, me too. And then it opens up this, suddenly you're having this chat and you can feel the pressure lifting just by saying to someone, I don't feel great. And they go, no, I know what you mean. And then, and it, and that's why it's so important to have people to talk to, which is why like t- days like today, like time to talk is so mm-hmm. important, you know? And, and this, this comes up quite a bit actually when you say to people like, reach out, talk to people. Also, to the people as well, if someone does reach out to you, be, be prepared to listen. Mm-hmm. And and like we've already said, no answers, but just listen. You know, it, it, it's so important. Sometimes people forget that as well. I think uh, people have learned to, so, I don't know, I, I find it kind of, some people are like, yeah, let's be positive about mental health. Let's beat the stigma, which is great. But sometimes people don't necessarily know how to follow through with that, if you know what I mean. Like, uh, and if I'm like, I, there's been up times where I've been like, you know what? I'm having an absolutely a shit day. Um, sorry for, for the swear. Um, no. Swear, mate, you can swear all your life. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of this yeah. podcast. Oh, uh, motherfucker. Sorry. I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My punk edge came out then. <laughs> yeah, easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've, I've, I've said, oh, you know, I'm on an absolute shit day. And uh, I um, and people have been like, oh, okay. And then just kind of left. And it's like, oh. And that that wasn't like yeah. 10 years ago. That was, uh, you know, that's that's relatively recently. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and that's fine. Um, I just think that it, it's, um, you don't always have to have the answers, but I think just, uh, you know, just listen with no judgment. Uh, and that's always my advice, you know, just, just listen. Don't, don't put any mm. pressure on it and uh, just reassure. And that's always, um, yeah. That, and yeah, I think that's the yeah. best thing to do. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I hope that uh, you're doing okay. And like, I know this is um, like a very, this is on the podcast, but also, you know, if you ever do want to chat, Rich, you know, I'm always there, you know, yeah, I know people say, oh, always reach out, but I genuinely mean that. I mean, like, and anyone listen to this as well, like my, I made a conscious effort in, um, when we went down to, uh, into the third lockdown, I kind of put a Twitter call out saying, like, if anyone's struggling, just get in touch. Like, you can be a total randomer. Just send a, me a DM. Just uh, And I, I will, I'm quite busy, but I will always get back to you. You know what I mean? So, and I mean that specifically um, to to any, any, anyone listening to this. But also, yeah, Rich, if you need anything as well, um, I'm always there for you, man. That's very kind of you. Likewise, man. Absolutely likewise. I say that quite a bit on here. I'm like, look, if anyone, you know, anyone listening... Just drop me a line. And people do. I get messages from all sorts of people. Just sometimes they want to have a chat. Sometimes they just want to say nice one. Sometimes they just want to maybe tell me about something like, tell me about something that we mentioned in the podcast. And they go, Oh, you mentioned this, you might like mm-hmm. that. It's quite there's a nice community building which is really cool. Yeah. Which is which is really cool. And 
I know some like sometimes people say have said to me, "Oh, you you got to be careful," and I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm I'm opening myself up mm-hmm. by doing this podcast by going, look, I've struggled with this, that, and the other. I imagine you have as well. Let's communicate. Let's let's get through this shit. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think it's a yeah, nice uh, one, man. I appreciate that. It's very yeah, cool. and uh, and yeah, I just think that the work you're doing is so fundamental and kind and uh yeah uh, i think you um you do get a lot of praise and people love you rich but i just want to say uh yeah you're doing yeah you, you're really yeah this podcast is very special and i appreciate it a lot no oh, mate bless you well oh man i'm not gonna yeah, my head's not gonna <laughs> yeah i'm gonna m- manually give you a lot of confidence <laughs> you're gonna be arrogant yeah. go too far the other way yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah too yeah. arrogant and just go around here yeah, i'm the king of the world <laughs> It's funny. What I say, what you were interesting, what you were saying about like when you do reach out to someone and sometimes they'll go, right, okay, and then they wander off. I think because sometimes people, you know, because not everybody's, you know, doesn't know no, that people haven't really sort of connected with their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're, 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 they're sort of locked off. From, they've kind of blocked it off. They don't really want to deal with it. And you turn around and go, and actually, I don't feel great, kind of taps away at their kind of pokes at what's going on inside them and their way of dealing with it is to go oh, i can't handle that that's too no and then they'll just they'll go off you know and it's so there's that as well to take into account you know this it, this it's such a complicated thing mm-hmm. that it's not just about reaching out and listening there's other things to take into consideration like other people what they might be going through haven't dealt with might not know might not even know that that's what they're doing. The subconscious mind is such an incredible thing. Yeah, the stuff goes on you don't you're not even aware Absolutely. of. Absolutely, and I've started to. Um, it's hard to do it in lockdown, but like body language is really, really. Um, it's very telling. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm not. Uh, mm. I think it's. Yeah, I, I've. I've. I'm not. I'm not a, an expert of it, but I. I've started to know it a lot more when people are doing certain stuff. Like I've worked with people who have dealt with particular traumas and i didn't know it at the time but i for example i have to be kind of careful with confidentiality but i remember this one young person mm. they they consistently tapped their foot on the floor like quite regularly like tap 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 yeah. tap. their leg was always shaking and i just knew from the offset going that person is dealing with something right now and it's quite it's actually quite distracting as well because it's uh, not in a rude way obviously i'm there to help someone but they're obviously dealing with something and that they they're not telling their body to do that that no no one's saying it oh I'm, yeah. I'm dealing with this so therefore i'll move my leg but it's a uh, it's it's a visual anxiety and i think uh, you can mm. pick up on these things with people i've noticed that with other people i'm like hmm there's something going on here yeah, absolutely. I know I do certain things. Like Jade has pulled me up on it. Not pulled me up, but she's she's gone, are you all right? Because I've got this weird breathing thing that I do. Mm-hmm. It's like short, not shortness of breath, but I'm kind of, it's like shallow breathing. Mm-hmm. And, and she always, she's like, are you all right? And I'm, I don't even know I'm doing it. And I go, oh, no, no, actually, no, I'm not. I'm saying it's going on. I've got something, I'm anxious about something, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and yeah, I do, I do this. Like, so it's a weird sort of sniff. I go, <laughs> it's a really weird thing that I do, and I don't even know I'm doing it. You what? I've got a little tick. I've got a little tick. Or what I do, I pick the skin around my thumbnails. Yes. That I, I do that, and I'm suddenly, and then realise, and then I don't know I'm doing that until it gets sore. And I'm like, oh shit, I've done that again. Hang on mm-hmm. a minute. 
So yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I think I did the same thing. I've just realised I've done that from uh, from what you said. But that's but that's the best thing about talking, <laughs> is it? Because like, like, oh yeah, I do that as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, do, do, I yeah. just thought it was. Um, but that, that makes more sense as well. So yeah, I think it it does come out in different ways. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of um, science and symptoms out there for certain things as well. But um, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's always it's just it's just important to look after those um to, to recognize that in yourself but i feel as comedians like i feel we're very self-aware or well some comedians aren't but i think a lot of us are quite self-aware that's the gift which comedy gave to me yeah. I, was, I was able to learn quite early on oh this is who i am and mm. it's our job isn't it to observe mm. and you know and take the piss out of really but it, you know we we are our job is to find the humor in everything mm-hmm. You know, and and that's so. Yeah, we are. I imagine I'm not. This I get. Well, now this is me worrying about saying I'm arrogant and not. I'm not. It's just part of what we do is that we observe everything, and so yeah, we are a little bit more aware, I guess, than some people. We're not, but then yeah, then on other levels, we're probably very unself-aware and need to fucking <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, we do have the hardest job in the world, don't we, Rich? It's really. A- <laughs> oh, do you know what? I don't know. You ain't got. You know, why aren't people clapping yeah. for us, mate? <laughs> well, I've tried. I've I've asked for it, but the people of Twitter have not responded. <laughs> yeah, the silence yeah. speaks volumes. Uh, but yeah, there is. There's. Uh, there's. Yeah, I think we are. We are. We do. We, we do we, what we do is observe everything and yeah so i think we are a bit more aware but i don't know man i do you know what actually talking about body language funnily enough a little while ago i was watching loads there's, there's a load of videos on uh youtube there's a guy ex-cia agent and he's talking about body mm-hmm. language and what different things and it's so fascinating mm-hmm. like there was a, there's an old one that they say oh, if you touch your nose it means you're lying and all that but actually he said that's it's rubbish that's not mm-hmm. true it's fascinating. I love that, that we say so much about saying anything at all. Absolutely. And uh, as soon as you said that, I was like about to touch my nose, if you know what I mean. Like it's, I think it's just like an instinctual response. It's kind of like, oh, got to touch my nose. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's really hard to find. I, I guess CIA is very different to... Uh, um, to the kind of stuff I do because like I think that darling yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like I'm not exactly trying to like uh, figure out like a, a Russian spy in, uh, in County Durham do you know what I mean like, like ever yeah. you never know they were in Salisbury <laughs> yeah you know it's next James Bond film it's going to be in a, um, a Ferry Hill you know what I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah it's um, yeah I, I think it, but I think it's kind of like a, yeah it's um, I, I feel that when I work with people, it's not the, it's not the, they're not trying to hide. Well, some people are trying to hide stuff from me, but they're also they're there because they want to have that discussion. Whether they might not be ready to do it, but yeah. Uh, so I don't think people are actively trying to outfox me. Um, some people, as I say, there's exceptions to the rules, but also on top of that, it's um, yeah. So I, I feel that. Yeah, it, the tone is obviously very different. So I don't really see people lying to me as much, but I do. I can see when people are changing the truth, if you know what I mean, because of the way they phrase that. It's more, yeah, yeah probably more of a defense That's mechanism it. rather yeah. than trying to outfox you. Yeah, like you say, it's more. Because it's, it, it, it's all very well, like we've said, it's all very well going, oh, you know, can you talk to me? You can talk to me. You can't just go in sometimes like a fucking sledgehammer and go, like, talk to me now. I know this ain't because I've been guilty of that. With, yeah. 
very last night last night for example jade and i were last night and i picked i thought jade was i knew something mm -hmm. was up and but instead of me just just kind of just easing i like, oh, want a cup of tea do you want this i kind of like tell me now what the problem <laughs> is I, I, I'm not stupid. I'm very clever. You need to tell me what's up. And of course, that just makes the other person shut down. I go, you can go fuck yourself. There's nothing wrong yeah, with me. Absolutely. And then it starts, and then you start this bit of an argument. So yeah, sometimes with good intentions, you've got to be careful absolutely. and be a bit more, a bit more easy, be more of a custard cream rather than a, <laughs> than a fucking a handful axe. of bread. I don't know. Yeah. And <laughs> handful of bread, be a handful of bread. Um, but yeah, I um I, I remember learning as a piece of training that um uh, I did first aid for uh, first aid in action for mental health, and uh, basically mm. that's about how to talk to someone who's having a crisis and kind of how to deal with that situation step by step. And I remember the the trainer being really good because um at a certain point we've been practicing this all afternoon, like we we've been trying it on each other, but we've been kind of ex uh, like doing these exercises about how to talk to someone, and essentially. In, in a calm, kind of uh, effective manner. And as you say, it's quite nice and gentle. But sometimes people don't want to speak, speak to you. Sometimes people will just shut off and not necessarily because of anything you've done, just because I don't want to talk about it. And I, I remember mm. having to try and do that conversation with the instructor being like, okay, I'm going to try just be like, no. And I was like, oh, so how are you doing today? Are you okay? And he goes, fine. He goes, do you want a cup of tea or anything? I said, no, I'm all right. And it's like, are, are yeah. you definitely okay? He goes, yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. You you have to make, you have nah. to try. You have to try and be there for that person. But sometimes, you know, you can't you can't force people into doing anything that they are unwilling to be in that journey for. Yeah, but it's funny. It's like it's like people say about counsellors. They like some. There was a up until recently, it was just assumed that any counsellor will do. You know, you could just go and get counselling. But even I've just I've realised that from actual experience that you, you just because that person's account doesn't mean you're going to connect. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's all about chemistry and it's all about connection. Building a rapport with someone if that's not happening, then you're you're more reluctant to open up and and tell tell this stranger what's going on inside you, your problems. And so it takes a it takes a few. You can try a few different counsellors until you get that till you meet someone that you make that connection with. And that's the same with what you were just saying. Like, you know, it's all very well going, let's talk about it. But if you're not, if you just, again, the subconscious kind of goes, nah, I'm not feeling it with this person. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Then that's not, and that's not a personal thing. That just is, it's just how it is sometimes, Absolutely. you know? So I get it. I totally get I, it, man. Um, from what I see, like, uh, and I think this is why I'm not, not to blow my own trumpet, but in terms of the work I do, I think it's, I think people can sense a level of, um, like uh, they can tell if someone's genuine or not, if you know what I mean. I think people can sense mm. that straight away. And there's some people who I've seen work uh, who, um, let's say, aren't, aren't the most uh, uh, emotionally invested into the conversation. Or and like, and I feel people um, are very, very kind, very, very lovely, and very good at what they do. But sometimes they they're talking from a um, just just from knowledge rather than experience, and I kind of feel the reason why I got the job at Mind was because I knew the experience, and uh, and when that, when I I remember working with the Crew Project, which is the re creating resilience in um, in Bishop Auckland, and I think the reason why I did so well there is that I had been through all that, I I had been in their shoes, and I had seen life from their point of view. You know, I, I'd seen, and mm. they. I didn't say anything which conveyed that, but 
they knew that they knew that I knew that. Do you know what I mean? That they knew that uh, yeah. I I had seen what they'd seen, and uh, I I had um, you know like uh, I've been through that experience, and I've lived to tell the tale, and uh, I've seen the light. And the way I I, I kind of described it is like I. I, I'm at the other end and they're in the darkness of the forest and I'm just trying to show them the way out, if you know what I mean. Like, it, obviously, you can go whichever direction you want and you might go even further into the forest, but, like, equally, I'm here trying to be like, oh, if you come this way and do this thing, you might you might get out a bit faster. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I kind of feel it's... Um, yeah, I think people re- respond to uh, being uh, that gen- genuine feeling as well. Mm, I think so. I think... I think- opening yourself up and going look i'm here if you want to mm-hmm. talk and and they might not be at that moment that they want to but you know later on uh, be it a day an hour whatever a week year you know at some point they might go oh he did say that i could say i could reach out to him and 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 more often than not that that's happened quite a bit actually it'll be ages and then someone will go you know that thing you said actually this was what was going on and you go oh dude i'm sorry to hear that and so being being open doesn't mean it's not there's no sort of set time mm-hmm. on it you know what i mean it's like look i've given i'm saying you can talk to me it doesn't matter when but you can and i think that's a really that's a really important thing to let people know and talking about your own stuff the stuff you've mm-hmm. been through your own and that's why I, i've i'm really honest on this mm-hmm. podcast i'm really, you know there's some things that i talk about and i've you know i've not been great i've not been great mm-hmm. but I'm not, I've, I've dealt with it and, 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 it, and I'm still, sometimes I'm still not great. Sometimes, you know, I'm a human being. Sometimes I, I fuck up. I don't get it right all the time. I do say the wrong thing or I do act in the wrong way. And, but I'm always learning and I'm always willing to learn. I'm always willing to, to deal with it. And, and I think these conversations are so important because it makes everyone realize, oh yeah, that's like, like we've just said, like, oh, that's what I go. That's mm-hmm. what I was going through. That's what I do. And knowing that there's people mm-hmm. that people are fundamentally the same, really, yeah. is such a relief. It's such a relief. Absolutely. And as you say, like, I think no one's perfect. And you can be, yeah, because I find it kind of weird because I feel like I got to the point of where I felt really happy. But that wasn't the end point. Do you know what I mean? You assume it's like, oh, I've reached mm. this plaintiff. But it's actually, well, there's a lot longer to go. Do you know what I mean? And I feel that, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just feel that there's a lot... Um, yeah, there's still time to learn and grow and make mistakes and recover from that. But I think it's it's all about how you deal with it. Like uh, what what I say to young people is, um, um, don't react to a situation, respond to a situation. And I think that's really important because if uh, I always ask them, what do you think the difference between a reaction and responses? And uh, and a reaction is kind of like an emotional kind of. Um, Let's say, uh, Rich, if you call me um, an asshole and uh, yeah, and something like that, and uh, a, a reaction would be like, "No, you're an asshole, you you, you shit," wow. uh, and something like that. But and it's <laughs> that only adds fuel to the fire. But with um, a response, is kind of dealing with a situation in a mature and thoughtful way, and a way that you're not going to regret in time to come because yeah. and uh, and just there's a way to deal with that situation whether it's just walking away or um do, do, being happy with the outcome and there's a way to deal with any confrontation really yeah you're right sometimes you, yeah you have to weigh it up is it worth do i really want to react to this <laughs> yeah is it really worth it i mean i <clears throat> you know i got in trouble for reacting to something like that so yeah uh, you know i've 
So I totally, I totally relate to what you yeah. just said. Um, what, what situation yeah. was that? Yeah, uh, I got in trouble a couple of years ago for someone called my wife a fat C U N T. I'm sorry. So I, I reacted and uh, sorry. Actually, I mean, yeah. So it just, uh, I punched him and you know, got, I got in trouble. So yeah, it's the thing that I regret. I wish I'd just walked away from mm -hmm. him, but I didn't. But yeah, so I get, I get what you're talking about. There is a yeah, yeah. Thinking it, th trying to think it through a bit. Which, but then, if it's a reaction, sometimes you can't help it, can you? I mean, like I know in my in with me, mm -hmm. it wasn't like oh, I'm going to punch this dude. It was like suddenly I've punched him. You yeah, know? And it, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? It's difficult. Well, I, I think well, I in that situation, like uh, I think we're both quite nice blokes. But I feel if uh, anyone said that to Jade, I think even I would punch them. If you know what I mean. So uh, and, and but, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, funny enough, if someone said that to Jay, she'd probably punch him. So. Um, but, um, but if someone called you a fat C-U-N-T, I would punch him. You wouldn't punch him? No. No. What would you do? Hang on. Cry. You'd probably cry, come to me, then I'd punch him. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> never again. Violence is I never the answer. I need you to do that. All right. Keep it light. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, uh, you know what I, um, yeah, it's, it's very nice to hear Jade in the background as well. Uh, but uh, um, but yeah, I, I regular list regular listeners will know that yeah, they'll they'll, they'll at any moment there could be a Jade Adams <laughs> interlude. Um, um, but yeah, I, I kind of, I think it takes a while though to, to answer that question. I feel it takes practice and that's what resilience is all about. Like uh, the training I, I used to tell, uh, teach, it, it, it's um, the kind of more you work on your confidence and self-esteem and the more mindful you are about how you deal with situations, mm. the better you get at it. Because um, yeah, I think uh, in, in my most dark and depressed days, I think you're more liable to do reactions and kind of fly off the handle a bit more. But with um, yes. um, now, um, I know a lot more about mindfulness and then about how to kind of just take it nice and easy and think about my actions before I say them. It allows me to kind of, I don't know, I just feel it's a bit more, um, I, I can kind of, res I automatically, uh, well, I, I respond a lot more to situations and it's more, it's kind of like, it's like if you're driving a car, if you're driving really fast, it's like, it feels like there's less room to maneuver, but the slower you go, the the kind of the the more you have ability to kind of navigate situations. And I feel that's uh, yes. Um, you know, I'm usually really bad at analogies, but that, that was actually a pretty good one. I have to admit, you're smashing <laughs> yeah. it, mate. That was excellent. You're absolutely yeah. Slow down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and that's all it is. It's uh, and it's it, you know, just try it for yourself as well, because um, I feel that it, sometimes it, yeah, it seems like oh, I couldn't do that, but just. All you have to do is just take a big deep breath before you say and think if you're in that stressful situation. And if, if anyone is in any stressful situation, just go to the toilet for like three minutes. Just do some like, regular breathing and, uh, and your head will be so much clearer. Go back to the situation and deal with it. And yeah, it sounds like a daft device, but just clearing your head, clearing your head for two minutes in the toilet will just uh um i mean like breathing don't like swirl at yourself but like, i mean like uh it, it <laughs> i just think it's important to and that will allow you to just kind of think rationally and uh instead yeah. of doing this emotional volatile response we used to we're very when people get overwhelmed it's usually because you're looking at the whole situation as a whole rather than dealing with mm -hmm. one particular bit at a time do you know what i mean i know i've said this 
before to people where they've been freaking out. And I'm like, all right, okay, all right, wait, 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 right. What's the most important bit about this? What needs to get done first? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this bit. I go, right, well, let's worry about that bit. Shall we just worry about that bit? And then, and then, right, okay, that bit's done. Right, what's the next bit? And then, so it, rather than being overwhelmed by looking at the whole thing and going, oh, my fucking God, I'm never going to get through this. Yeah. How the fuck do I deal with this? You go, right, that bit needs to be done. So you just break it down into, into like, like if someone gave you a, a bowl of bolognese, you don't just chuck it in, down a funnel into your, in yeah. your gob. You break it, didn't you? You break it out. You have little bits at a time, and, that, and then you get through your meal. And that's the same mm-hmm. with this. It's, you've got to break it down into into manageable pieces, and all that. And that comes from, as you say, just taking a moment, taking a step back from it, and going right. Okay, what have I got here? Mm-hmm. You know, rather than just barreling into everything. And and yeah, if someone does say something, they said you go. Even if you just say out loud, I'm going to be back in a minute. I'll be back in mm-hmm. a minute. You know, don't worry about what they think. Just to come out of the situation and go right I need a moment mm-hmm. you know and then and that, I, like, again Jade and I did it all the time we'll just be we'll just be I'm just gonna I'll be back <laughs> and you just fuck off into yeah. the toilet and yeah you go oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah so yeah it's absolutely you're absolutely right we need to just take a yeah. moment and uh, yeah I just I think it's uh yeah also going back to what you say about breaking it down is really really vital it's um and especially when I'm working with young people, like it's really upsetting because like at, at this current moment, um, in the last couple of weeks, what I've been dealing with is like so many young people have been given too much work to do, and they're all like, um, mm. I have to revise. I've got exams coming up because uh, we're not doing GCSEs, but like random tests are happening all the time, which go towards our final grade, and there's so much work to do. And these kids who have been working nonstop and have uh, kind of been doing uh, a lot of different stuff, they've um, they're just overwhelmed. Every single one of them is overwhelmed, yeah. overworked, and just shattered. And uh, and then like yesterday, I. Had um, I was working with a, a young person who there was a random test on that day, and uh, which is going towards their final exam, and which, which is going towards their final exam, and they and, and they were just they just cried for half an hour with me, and it was uh, and mm. we were there just breaking it down, and uh, and we managed to solve the situation, but the important thing is that we we dealt with it we 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 worked with it and we um we 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 were able to kind of focus on one thing and move forward and that and that's great advice it's just Brilliant. focus and move on focus and move on yeah that's it and there's no this has been said before on here that, that this this you know yeah you get to a point you go oh i feel good today you go yeah good that's good there'll be other days where you mm-hmm. won there isn't a there's we we seem to be tr- looking for this final destination that doesn't exist You've just got stepping stones all the way through your life, yeah. Until at the end, you're not until you're not doing it anymore. It's just there's no kind of. Dave Longley said this to me, and it stuck with me. Um, he said this is Dave Longley's mm-hmm. com- uh, comedian. He just said, "You're." He said, "Everyone's striving for happiness." He says, "Everyone's looking for happiness, and that's happiness is extra." Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a reward that you feeling that you get from from things. You, but it's unsustainable because it takes extra chemicals to reach happiness. Mm. What you want to look for is contentment. You want to get to a point where you go, actually, no, this is all right. I have, this is cool. I mean, a nice, this is a nice little mm-hmm. place. And that feeling might stay with you for a little bit, but it might get, but it'll probably go again. And so you're, you're, it's just trying to maintain things, be good to yourself, take a moment, don't just rush into everything and, yeah, just having a moment. There's a lot to be said for slowing down. Yeah, and yeah, there's nothing that could be, but then you get a pandemic and then we all have to <laughs> fucking stop 
<laughs> yeah. There's a difference between yes, yeah, so, slowing down Full and just stop. suddenly yeah. stopping. Yeah, no one comes out of an emergency stop in yeah. a good mood because <laughs> like, yeah, to follow the car analogy, it's uh, uh, going fast, yeah, uh, and then emergency stop, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it's a uh, it's a been a brutal couple, brutal year really, and uh, and especially for mm. our industry. But well, not to be so self-centered, but like it's. I don't know. I I think it's what you make of it as well, because like, what what really warms my cockles is seeing people really smashing like uh, the careers since lockdown. Like someone like Bilal Safar, who yeah. is, uh, if you don't know, uh, he's uh, Sapphire Cakes on um, Twitch, and he started mm. doing like a um, pairs football manager, and it just went from strength to strength, and it was uh, it was just so, and he's he's like kind of like internet famous now, and uh, so he deserves to be. He was already an amazing stand-up comedian, but now he's uh, smashing it on Twitch, and uh, that Twitch was never really an option for comedians beforehand. I mean, it obviously was, but not no one took it seriously but now it is and lots of my friends are now doing really well on their youtube channels and we are uh, there's some really amazing podcasts being made in, in like lockdown and um yeah it, it just makes me feel so happy to see my friends and i though it's not ideal we've all adapted because uh, we've had to but also you know we've um like we would all love to be gigging together but also in the same time you know We've done pretty well. Like, bear in mind, our industry has literally collapsed overnight. We've done okay. Mm. Yeah, and I think that, like that's that's what's got me through. I think is that is going all right. Fine, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And being lucky enough to have people around me to go. Why well, you? You don't. You don't have to feel shit. You can look what you've got. Look what you have got. Look, you can do this. You can do that. You've got your podcast. You've got this and that and the other. And it's yeah, you kind of go, oh yeah, cool, 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 yeah. And then it gives you stuff to focus on, and and you know, so yes, we are lucky in that respect. But there are people that, you know, this they 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 don't have these options. You know, they don't they can't start Twitch things, and they can't do YouTube channels or you know whatever. Absolutely. So I feel for those people. Like, but and I don't know what the answer is to that. There must be something that they can do to make themselves feel better to get through trying to find that thing that will get them through this yeah and um yeah and it, it's upsetting to see then when yeah uh, again like not to uh, be too um too open about uh this but there's there's people who i've um worked in down to mind who haven't like they're expected to have access to laptops but they don't you know they absolutely oh, yeah. don't have access to yeah. laptops and uh and it's like oh well how about an ipad like no they don't have access to that and then they were given um, like there's some examples where um, the school was given some council laptops, which is really kind of the council, but the first one mm. didn't work. And then the second one they got was password protected. So the young person can get on it. It's like, how on earth is this oh. young person meant to, to, to do their schoolwork? And they fell behind and yeah. now they're really upset. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's like, and, I feel okay about saying that because that's not just one person. That's quite a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, and yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I just feel that it's really upsetting. Uh, and uh, it makes me, it makes me really reevaluate everything in my life and how lucky I am to, to as you say, it's a privilege to do stuff like Twitch, if you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's a privilege to be able to work from home, you know, and it's, um, mm. it's sad when not everyone has the same opportunities. Yeah, it's just yeah, this assumption that everyone's got a <clears throat> top of the range laptop and recording equipment and and decent internet. Decent internet 
is the mm-hmm. one that's you know now now we are all reliant on it you know it's suddenly shone a light on the fact that it most of the most of the internet that we have is mm-hmm. shit like we were really lucky like jade when it when it first started our internet was appalling and then jade rang up and kicked off and went look you i, I and, and and then you got upgrading and you know and whatever and but it took but it took that conversation to have rather than it just being you know us having decent internet connections everybody it t- it take you have to turn around and go why is this shit they go oh i don't know well, listen, well, yeah, it doesn't have to be shit because there's this option. You go, well, why don't people know about that yeah, option? Yeah. Why are you giving people shit service? Absolutely. But that's that, yeah, that assumption that we've all got the decent gear, we've all got brilliant internet, and we could just log on and start shows and we can do this, that, and the other is, it's, it's not that easy, is it? And, you know, I feel for people. I mean, and now, even more so, because we're so reliant on the internet, when it goes, it's, yeah, you do feel, you do, it does cut you off. It's, it's, mad that that's what we're reliant on now yeah and especially in the moment like without the internet we would not have any interaction with other people whatsoever you know like uh mm. and or very very limited or, or like, yeah so I, I feel like it's um yeah a lot of people worry about the internet being this area for like concern which it is but i also feel that at the time being it's also quite crucial as well it's a savior in a lot of ways mm. and uh and yeah, I think you've got to, you have to be mindful of the negative, but also appreciate it, uh, appreciate the positives as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's, uh, yeah. I think that's always the key to a happy life. Um, and like, just be, know about the bad stuff, but, um, recognize and appraise the good stuff as it comes in. And yeah, I, um, yeah, I, 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 without, with the internet in the last year, like I've, uh, I've started Twitch and, uh, from that, mm what's really important from that i just started it just because just something to do really i just thought it'd be quite fun and i thought yeah. i'd work in that project it was pretty it's pretty fun but what happened out of that is that i i actually created a community because i think you your your vibe kind of attracts your tribe and i put out like um it's a, a funny comedy show with a wholesome heart that's the kind of thing it is it's like i i, I like i like to tit around but also i love uh, people, there's a, there's a, an air of genuine uh, like people people like to chat about anything. We can we can kind of go on tangents about quite serious stuff if uh, if needs be. But like mm. um, and from that like we've created a really awesome community of people who kind of it's the thing I've wanted from stand up my whole life was um, this kind of community on Twitch and uh, yeah it took a pandemic to find it really but um, yeah I'm very appreciative of that. <laughs> I tell you what, it's good that you found it. It's for, you're lucky. Yeah. Well, going back to the, the the university thing and the college thing, it's funny that they're still expecting certain. It doesn't like my sons. My sons at, uh, got music mm-hmm. college, and seeing other people as well that are at uni and doing courses, and they're still expected to. There doesn't seem to be a lot of understanding about how difficult it is to be working from mm-hmm. home. You know, you, to, to, they they're still expecting the same grades and the same this and that and the other and you're like hang on a minute this is this is now this is this is a human thing this is what we, we've got to worry about at people and it's all it's all very real going oh you need to do this amount of coursework to get past these grades and you go but i'm just trying to survive mate you Absolutely. know i'm it's trying to find that balance and i think there needs to be more of an understanding from uh from like for for, for you know students i think there needs to you know 
it's a difficult time. R grades aren't are going to suffer mm -hmm. because of that. So there needs to be more understanding, more help. I think. And in that in that area, the, the people who set the work have um, very little knowledge about. Uh, I'm, I'm, but um, I'm not slacking off teachers or anything like that. I feel that. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel that um, teachers are also under a lot of stress. But what 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 I Absolutely. mean by that is that people set this workload and they have. The people at home uh, are dealing with their siblings, sometimes their young carers, uh, sometimes they're mm. um, dealing with, uh, you know, like uh, parents who are, um, you know, like they're going through some stuff. Uh, there's there's trauma in that home which they can't escape from. And, uh, you know, some of it's darker than others and some, and, and they're expected to do the same amount of work and, and to do the same quality of work. And it's uh, without as much support and it's it's the impossible challenge really it's like how how on earth could you do that even even in the best mm. of circumstances people are working in their bedroom uh which is not suited for uh office work do you know what i mean and that they're, they're making their their chill out space into a workspace which is really not healthy you know like the amount of people suffering to sleep and um that they're lacking in sleep and lockdown myself included it's because that merging between workspace and home space is um yeah. is really blurred now you know it's not it's not healthy no well that's exactly it you you know you you come home after being out after having a hard day you come back and like you say, this is your safe space. This is your, this is your comfort zone. This is where you go. Oh, it's where you kick your shoes off and go. Finally, what a day, you know. It, and now, like you say, you, oh, good, what a day. Oh, good. I'm in the same fucking room I've been in. For <laughs> well, ten hours. Genuinely, what I've recommended to uh, uh, young people is that if they, if they find it hard to kind of switch between uh, like home and school, I tell them to pack their bags. For the morning and like as if you're going to school walk out the front door two minute walk around the, the street and come back and pretend you're at, uh, you're at school and uh, it works it, it's it's really oh, dumb but yeah. it works a treat like if you i recommend it as well because it gets <laughs> your head in the right space you're checking you yeah that's good that it's yeah tricking yeah. yourself <laughs> that's true that is true there is something to be said for just walking around the block there is there's certain things that you do yeah that put you in the right mindset for for the day ahead and uh yeah rolling out of bed at f 5 minutes before you're due on a zoom mm -hmm. call ain't the Absolutely. way Absolutely. what you want to do like i did this morning i got up nice and early i made myself a nice cup of tea uh, cup of coffee had a barocca and an old banana <laughs> <laughs> this has been great matt thanks for coming on where can we find you well, mate? firstly thank you for having me and uh, again i know i said uh, i've already shared my praises but thank you for doing such an amazing podcast you are doing an invaluable service oh, and uh, and thanks, rich wilson's one of the kindest people in the world so uh, yeah thank you ever so much mate uh, yeah but if you would like to you're too, much. You're too uh, well you know um and um, but yeah uh, you can find me at, at matt hoss comedy on twitter instagram i do uh, lots of broadcasts on twitch if at matt hoss comedy there as well so do do that i've um I've also um, I've got a podcast called Castle where I get uh, people to pitch their dream music festivals at me. It's a lot of fun, uh, and uh, yeah, we've got some amazing guests on there. And finally, I've actually just uh, released my sci-fi book, so if you want to check that out, find it on my website www.matthousecomedy.com. So much going on, mate. Matt, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so mate. much for having me. Insane in the membrane. 
softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.